You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, lightning bets coming your way in about 20 minutes. Of course, presented by BetMGM right now. Let's go out to the guest line. Jason Logan, Senior Industry Analyst, Covers.com, host of the Sharp 600 podcast at covers jlo if you want to follow him on twitter i suggest doing that jason welcome back to the show i'm curious your thoughts on divisional unders we have four, I think four games uh this week that fit the bill including a big one monday night football between the rams and the 49ers i mean these games are going under hitting around 80 percent for divisional games what's your read on that is there something to it is it just early season familiarity between those two teams uh what do you make of it early season a lot of unders in divisional games yeah, I mean, you could say familiarity. They know each other. But uh, for me, it's it's more just the way that the schedules kind of panned out and who's playing divisional games early on. And if you look, there's a lot of teams that have underperforming offenses that have very good defenses that are playing divisional games and out of the shoot here. So if you look at it, we've got New Orleans is 0-2 over-under in divisional games in through three weeks. you got Green Bay 0-2 over-under. Indianapolis 0-2 over-under. Pittsburgh 0-2 over-under. Uh, the Chargers as well 0-2 over-under in divisional games right out of the boot. So those are all good, solid defensive teams uh, with offenses that aren't playing up to expectations. So I think that has more to do with it than familiarity or whatever. And, you know, I don't think there's really that much to this trend. Last year we saw divisional games. They went 48 and 48 over under at the end of the year. So it all kind of pans out in the end. So for me, it's, it's more just kind of that's what the schedule threw at us early on, underperforming offenses with very good defenses. Uh, Jason, even people that don't buy into trends too much, there is a trend that goes around a lot of times with these international games uh, that some buy into due to the surface. And we've got our first London game of the year Sunday morning. It's the Vikings and the Saints. Just the idea of the travel, uh, the total. A lot of people are going to bet on that just based on the surface and depending where they're playing, how it's uh, how it's gone down in the past. Is that something you buy into? Do you, do you take a look at, uh, like, say, for instance, these London games, and we're going to get more and more of these and uh, play totals? Um, not necessarily. I, it used to be like you saw some of the softer soccer pitches get chewed up, uh, especially if it was you know a game where it was partially covered or open air. Um, but I know, and I, and I don't know if they still do this, and I think it was something that I had read there before they can the international games with COVID and everything. But with Tottenham, they have one of those awesome retractable field type things, right, where they can march the field in and out and put in different sods. And I believe they used a harder sod than they normally did for um, the soccer pitch. So I think they've kind of remedied that, at least at the Tottenham Stadium, which is you know state-of-the-art stadium. So for me... Um, you know, I look at things like travel, and it's definitely I've looked at at this game and maybe leaning Minnesota here, minus two and a half, getting them under a field goal favorite. The Saints, this is a really tough travel spot for them because not only had, did they, they, they have to play second of back-to-back travel weeks, 
jumping the pond mm-hmm. here, uh, but this is actually their third travel game in the first four weeks of the season. So, you know, the offense is a bit of a mess. You get a lot of guys banged up as well, too. You got to put Jameis Winston on a pressurized tin can with a broken back uh, for about nine <laughs> hours to get him over to London. And as, and as someone yeah. who has severe back, back problems and has made that trip uh, from, from the East Coast to London, a long, long, long way without without the perks of international air travel, if you know what I mean. So, um, so yeah, that one is definitely it's a, it's it's an area in which I'm looking to go against New Orleans. I haven't placed a bet on this one yet, but it looks like it's going to be another grinder of a game, and that's just kind of and New Orleans has just uglied up games. The defense still getting the job done. Um, the Vikings, I feel like we're still very undecided on this offense, definitely not blowing anyone away. And then Dalvin Cook dealing with the shoulder injury day to day. So I would say if you like the Vikes, get them under the minus two and a half. Now. It was a pretty good week for you. Three and O ATS on dogs in week three. Well done. We want to ride the hot hand with you. Which dogs are you eyeing for this week? Yeah, uh, it was nice to turn that around because I had such a slow start to the column pick to start the season. I do a weekly NFL underdogs column that covers. I've done that for years now. But uh, for me, I, I went and I grabbed Jacksonville plus seven and a half on Sunday night uh, when that opened. More more of a line grab, getting a pretty good number considering how these two teams are performing and how well the Jaguars are performing right now. Uh, now we've seen it move to Philly just below the uh, just below the touchdown minus six and a half. Of course, it's you know the, the Doug Peterson revenge game and everything, but. Um, you know, and the Jags, they definitely turned heads with that win over the Chargers. Part of that, you know, as the injuries started to stack up for the Bolts, plays a hand in that. And this is a tough, tough spot for the Jaguars as well, too. This is also second of back-to-back road games, third road game to start the season in four weeks. But the Jags still kind of fly under the radar. They're not a sexy team. They don't have that big fan base. And, they're, you know, if you look at a lot of the advanced metrics, DVOA, EPA, they're right next to or better than the Eagles who their stock has never been higher opening as a seven, seven and a half point favorite in this game. And now, and now dipping uh, below. But uh, for me, it's just kind of grabbing a team in the Jaguars that, that looked really, really good on a lot of different angles of the game. Their the passing game is really going. Trevor Lawrence looks fantastic under this Doug Peterson offense. Um, the running game is, is dynamic as well too. And then they're getting some great work from the, from the defense too. So um, yeah, I expect this one to be a lot closer than a touchdown. Jason, Sinai Night Football, we get Mahomes, we get Brady. It'll be a marquee matchup. Both teams coming off of losses here. You highlighted the under in a recent column. It's in the mid-40s, um, a total on this game. What do you think about the game itself? Um, right now we're looking at a Chiefs about a two-and-a-half-point favorite. I like Kansas City this week. What's your thought on the game, and, and why do you see the under hitting? Um, yeah, well, the under in this one, I bet under 47. This one on Sunday night, it's down as low as 45. This is a look-ahead total that was set at 53 points back in the summer, so – a lot of things have a lot of things have shaken up here for me. You know, Tampa Bay's defense still elite, keeping them in games. They're going to give Kansas City a tough time. They give everyone a tough time. But the offensive line for the Bucks is the big thing here, and it's not allowing Brady to kind of get open and and push the ball downfield and kind of stretch this offense beyond you know ten yard dump. The injuries to wide receivers definitely. You know, having a factor, you're seeing some bad drops out there. But for me, it's this offensive line that's struggling. Brady just doesn't have the time for those longer plays to develop. It's made this offense very, very passive. He has just 2.1 seconds of pocket time so far through three games. And then the Chiefs defense, you know, as, as fun as this offense is to watch sometimes, the Chiefs defense is the MVP of this team, really getting the job done. The defensive line getting great pressure with the front four as well, too. Tops in the league and pressure rate at over 40% per drop back, only blitzing 24% of the time. And that's if you historically look at Tom Brady, that's how you frustrate Tom Brady. 
is you bring four and then you drop all your linebackers in the coverage and kind of plug up the passing lane. So that's why I went under on this one. Uh, no spread bet on the, on this one for me, but I, I would definitely be leaning Kansas City as well, too, just from what we've seen from Tampa Bay so far. Jason, what about these uh, games with quarterback changes? Because I, I find that interesting about what we see with the point spread when you go to the new quarterback. And the market was wrong about Cooper Rush, clearly, <laughs> with his last two wins here. And just the over-adjustment that we saw like with Dallas a couple weeks ago was – and when you look at it in the end, it ended up being a nine-point move, which is, is just so crazy. And then this week, we've got the Patriots as massive road dogs at Lambeau. It looks like it's going to be Hoyer instead of an injured Mac Jones. And it sounds like it's going to be Zach Wilson's time when Flacco has actually looked pretty good in those first few weeks. So so these matchups with uh, expected quarterback changes, how do you handicap them? Um. You know, if you can get any sort of historical look, you know, we looked at we got a we got a brief look at Cooper Rush last year against Minnesota, played a pretty good game, um, and he and he looked great last night. I'm a Cowboys fan, so um, nice to see him out there. Um, but uh, as far as the Mac Jones injury goes, I mean, you're, you're moving in Hoyer against a, a Green Bay defense that, that's very very good, and you're heading on the road as well too to play in Green Bay, where it's going to be loud and and nuts. Um, now, definitely a – I mean, it, we saw this open around nine and a half, ten, and a lot of people jumped on it right away and pushed it over that key number of ten. So I, I definitely think this is a warranted move. I wasn't high on this offense already. I don't think a lot of people were with Mac Jones. Um, and uh, I, the move to Hoyer, uh, to me, is, is warranted on that one. Uh, as far as the Jets one goes, I mean, Flacco was, was doing all right, but was kind of picking up garbage time points or garbage time yards where teams are playing passive and kind of protecting against the deeper ball, playing a little, you know, a little bit of prevent or, or not as urgent. So I don't want to, I don't want to put too much stock into, into what we've seen from Joe Flacco. Um, and then we've also seen some very, very terrible throws from Joe Flacco too. Uh, but again, this is a Pittsburgh defense that's among the best out there. Uh, still wreaking havoc. Fitzpatrick's out there picking off quarterbacks. Uh, if Wilson's rusty, and uh, and it is uh, yeah has some wayward passes. Pittsburgh's definitely going to make him pay for it too. So that's a that's a very tough one. I think Wilson, if he is active and a little more um, mobile than Flacco and able to keep some plays alive and, and and move the defense around, that's a big thing and a big plus. Um, but uh, Pittsburgh again, just the defense that makes every quarterback look pretty bad. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Jason Seahawks at Lions. This number has come down from uh, Lions minus six down to minus four and a half. We know the Lions are a big public team. Um, what do you like in this 
matchup. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's all about those injuries. The St. Brown nursing some multiple ailments. He's questionable. And now they're saying DeAndre Swift, they're asking him, maybe you want to sit this one out until week six, uh, battling through those ankle injuries as well, too. Um, when this line opened, I actually tweeted out, this is the first time, or if it closes here, which it should, uh, but, but the Lions haven't been closing line favorites since November 22nd, 2020. So rare, rare air for the Lions. Like you said, they are a, always a popular bet. You know, the whole HBO hard knocks thing, but they've been a fantastic ATS play uh, over the past two years. But for me, it's more it's more those big injuries, two guys that are definitely you know the top two offensive players for the Lions. And then if you look at the Seahawks, defense is terrible. This offense maybe a little better than we thought. Geno Smith making some throws. He had some downfield hits against the uh, Metcalf there against the Falcons, who are also a pretty bad defense. Uh, as are the Lions. Seattle right now quietly 12th in EPA per play. Uh, after three weeks of football. So um, I would be looking, I mean, of course, the, the number's moving pretty quick down, would you say, down to four and a half? Yeah, that's a, it's a, yep. it's a pretty yeah, significant You're not getting the best of the, not, not getting the best of the number. It's one of these games where you're just going to have to keep an eye on those injury reports, if you're, especially if you're looking to play the total in this. Overs and Lions games have kind of been like an automatic bet for a lot of people so far. Um, but those two guys have had such a huge impact on this offense that it's, it's completely different without them. Jason, I'm fascinated by the Bills and Ravens this week. Uh, Bills off a loss, Ravens off a big win, a bounce back for them in New England. Looking at three and a half at BetMGM right now. Buffalo the favorite in Baltimore, total of 52. Curious your thought on the game, and what, what do you make of the fact that the Bills do not win close games? It's, it's years now. When they win, they win by double digits. When they lose, it's a close game. Last week we talked about the idea, if you liked Miami with the spread, maybe just take a money line because that's kind of been the trend for Buffalo. What do you make of that and then the game this week? Yeah, the injuries in the secondary are concerning for Buffalo, of course, uh, especially when you have Lamar Jackson out there just doing what he does second straight road game for them as well too and then after a really really taxing game but uh, if you look at the box score they ran what 90 plays and absolutely dominated the football and baltimore's defense is is not that good as well so uh i'm not putting too i'm not downgrading them too much for the loss of miami that was really the dolphins for me that was kind of the Dolphins super bowl there you know we get these games Mm -hmm. every year where they want to come out and have a big statement game. And that might've been their Super Bowl game. Um, And I've been betting on Lamar and the Ravens so far. I am, I am quite torn on this, but I would say kind of leaning towards Buffalo. They're still the most dominating team out there. Want to take a look at what, uh, what the injuries look like towards the uh, end of the week here, maybe before getting involved, but, um, but I am leaning Buffalo, but no play for me on this one yet. Any week four sides or totals that you love that uh, we have not addressed yet? Um, I'm trying to think of what I, what I do. I, uh, I've been a little passive to start this week, not as aggressive as the last few weeks where it's been like Tuesday and I've already got a full bet slip there. Um, <laughs> taking a look at Rams and Rams and 49ers, the Rams have been such a weird team because they've looked outside of the Buffalo game in week one, they've looked good in first halves, and then they just don't show up in the second half. And if you look at some of their advanced metrics, they were like 11th in EPA on offense in the first half and like fourth in defense in EPA allowed in the first half. And then they fall off the face of the cliff in the second half, 28th in offense and defensive EPA in the second half, uh, which is worrisome when you're betting bigger numbers with the Rams. Um, so that, that's one that's one thing I'm looking at with that Rams 49ers game. Um 
Uh, other than that, not a whole, not a whole lot for me right now. I was thinking like maybe Bengals money line on Thursday night. If it comes back yeah. down, it's up to as high as since minus four right now. Um, just a, a really, really tough spot for the Dolphins. You're coming, you know, like I said, that was their Super Bowl game. So an automatic letdown on a, on a short week. But then they were playing in the soup in Miami as well, too. So that's a taxing game. We saw guys just lying down on the field at the end of that game, passed out, basically. Um, and then and then having then to travel on top of that to Cincinnati. So for me, uh, it, like I said, that is, it is a kind of a weird game looking since the money line to kind of keep it simple on a short week because weird things can happen on Thursdays. But um, hoping that comes back down if we see some uh, more public push towards Miami because we know a lot of the early money and the sharp money has been on Cincinnati and has moved this one a full point, uh, almost two points now. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Jason Logan, the senior industry analyst, covers.com. Go check out his podcast, The Sharp 600. Jason, we appreciate you hopping on. We got lightning bets next, including a new long shot Heisman I'm in on. I haven't even told Joe and Aaron yet. I'm going to oh, give you geez. this in lightning bets next here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.